Today's episode of The Watch is brought to you by American Express. Hey, American Express card members, you do not want to miss this. Now, through December 31st, there's a big reason for you to shop small at local stores in your neighborhood. Learn more and enroll your eligible card today at AmericanExpress.com slash shopsmalloffer. That's AmericanExpress.com slash shopsmalloffer. Terms apply. Hey guys, The Watch is also brought to you by Black Mirror. We are talking about Black Mirror today. We're talking about the second episode of the third season called Playtest. Black Mirror is a show created by Charlie Brooker. It's an anthology series with six self-contained dark stories. The series explores the darker outcome of human interaction and our relationship with technology. The New Yorker has called it the Twilight Zone for the Digital Age, and this six-episode run features appearances from Bryce Dallas Howard, Halt and Catch Fire's Mackenzie Davis, House of Cards' is Michael Kelly, Roots' is Malachi Kirby, Boardwalk Empire's Kelly McDonald, and Game of Thrones' Jerome Flint, and that's just to name a few. Seasons 1, 2, and 3 are all streaming on Netflix, plus that Christmas episode. You can follow Black Mirror on Facebook at Black Mirror Netflix. Six new stories of the critically acclaimed Black Mirror, now streaming only on Netflix. I need sports to have to clear the room. Stand up and walk now. Hello and welcome to The Watch. My name is Chris Ryan. I am an editor at TheRinger.com and joining me on the other line, he just got off cleanup crew at Pariah. It's Jason Concepcion! Hand over the nitroglycerin, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm so excited to have Jason with me today. Uh, Andy was unfortunately not able to make recording today, but we got Jason, obviously, to talk about Westworld. We're going to go really dork-heavy on Westworld theories, and then Jason is kind enough to join me to talk about the second episode of Black Mirror Playtest, so that's the second half of the show. Yeah. Jason, my first question for you, based off of last night's relatively dense episode of Westworld, is yeah. who is the target demographic for a Sunday night HBO orgy? Because this is now the second time in a calendar year, I think, since True Detective Season 2, where they've just been like, orgy episode! And I just can't imagine, like, what who's like 7 you know, like, <laughs> West Coast, it's like 7 o'clock, whatever. In the East Coast, it's like 10 o'clock, you're settling in, you got the World Series on one, one channel, you got the football on the other channel, the election's going to hell, and you're like, but what I really need is group sex on a premium I need, cable I need to see, like, I need to see robots just <laughs> absolutely sprinkled in gold dust, <laughs> striding naked through the streets of a border town. I, I hate to, be, uh, to nitpick. Rising. Was, was that the most inessential group sex you've ever seen? Well, I think that was kind of the point. I mean, like, I... It's hard to say, you know, but I, I feel like kind of the point was to make this unappealing while also kind of like uh, to check the boxes of uh, necessary nudity on a Sunday night at HBO. Yeah. And and I, I felt like they just wanted to make it seem like, you know, you don't really want this, even though you think you want this. Yeah. And I think that also, I mean, they had to differentiate Pariah from the usual sex and drugs and rock and roll that happens <laughs> in, <laughs> in Westworld. <laughs> Yeah, which is like, uh, is it that different? Yeah, that it's it's like you know, the, like the is X it really that NC different 17. from what? Yeah, it could, like I feel like this is the stuff you can get into at Maze, like at any time. You know, like you can, you can absolutely get down with like three or more robots at Maze, and then like kill them all, and like get into it with some Confederates. Like, right. is it really that much crazier? You just don't get to have a, a eyes wide shut mask on while you're doing it, I guess. Right. Yeah. Um, okay, so one of the things we wanted to talk about today is like the treasure trove of theories that are out there. There's a very, uh, you know, uh, robust Reddit pop community that's tracking Westworld um, and pretty much every day now or every Monday. 
the internet just spits out like all the theories. We're going to try and be a little bit of a clearinghouse. I, I would like to just like sweepingly credit Westworld Reddit with a lot of like this stuff. I am not yeah. coming up with this stuff by myself, obviously. Um, I recommend that you check out those those uh, Reddit threads if you're interested in this stuff because they are really spinning some gold out there. But, you know, just to kind of like run through them, I think that the first one that we wanted to talk about because of last night's episode, it made it pretty... If if it's not two timelines, they are really right. like going pretty close to the edge with it being two timelines. So, what do you, where are you at? Do you think that we're watching two separate timelines? And then second question: Do you think the man in black is William in a later part of his life? Uh, yes, I was I was on the fence you know, before, but I think they made it. They just dropped so many hints last night. You know, at one point Logan when he's talking about. Um, you know, a business meeting they were, had taken part in the real world. He said, you know, you walked in in your cheap black suit. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, I think it's pretty clear that that's what is going on. I, it, it, this raises a whole bunch of other questions for me, such as, you know, like when the man in black talks about dissecting the robots and them being, uh, you know, made up of a million little circuits and parts. Like when, how different are the robots in the, Early timeline, and in the current right. quote unquote timeline, right. it just like it just, I don't feel a differenti- differentiation from say the robot that Ford is talking to in the freezer downstairs, and early Dolores and current Dolores. It's like it's hard to know how they've really changed. I'd like to know more about that, but I think uh, it's pretty clear that. They've hinted pretty heavily that it is a two-timeline affair right now. Yeah, and so the, there's there what Jason's referring to is I think he. The man in black, when he finds Teddy on the right. tree, is like, well, I once tore it, like, cut you open and, like, looked at it. And then I'm not sure, so sure I understand the medical science undergirding the, the blood transfusion between robots. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I'm going with it. It's interesting, like, the, the idea of this sort of vampiric life-giving juice that goes into, like, these these pieces right. of metal. I guess that's kind of fascinating. The the other so if you take that to be given, certain things start to kind of materialize, and this is really a lot of it is speculation. So if you don't want, I mean, this is also the kind of thing that we ran into with Thrones, right? Where it's like if you don't want it to right. be spoiled by two people who don't know anything, this is kind of a tough listen right now. But you can make an argument, obviously, that William and Logan are part of like whatever this. I, I'm not actually sure if it's the Delos Corporation because Delos is is that Hopkins's is that Ford's company or if they are like quote unquote the shareholders who come in, but they are arriving in their timeline and saying this place is hemorrhaging money. This guy Arnold killed himself, and ever since then, its place has been in free fall. We're thinking about investing, and William is marrying into this family. He's marrying Logan's sister. Um, right, some and kind Logan, of corporate. And Logan is like this bad boy. William's like this kind of benign dude who's just like trying to do good in the world. And the, you can kind of see the, the the blueprint of this idea that these two and this family are going to be the shareholders that Borg and Lady later on is going to be reporting to. Yes, that seems pretty pretty clear. And that possibly um, if, if we go along with it, William is man in black that the man in black has kind of gone rogue from the entire thing and that his vision for this, his, his personal journey is not necessarily one of investment and return. Right. He's just been looking for the maze basically for 30 years. Right. 
And that and that sort of it takes us like. nicely to Dolores, who I think is going to be the other person who plays the major role in whatever these two timelines either overlap, which I think kind of think that they could overlap in the maze or at the end of the maze, right? I, I think, well, the thing I've been thinking about is when, when Dolores is walking the streets of Pariah and sees herself yes. in the parade, I think, and then she faints and uh, the next thing you know she's being debriefed by Ford. I think there's some kind of, uh, that's where the memories cross over. Right. In other words, that's where current Dolores is having some kind of fragment of a memory of, of being in Pariah 34 something years ago and causes some kind of break and that's the moment where Ford is trying to kind of like still trying to explore whether Dolores is reaching consciousness, is she conscious? Which I think like also, why are they still trying to figure out if the robots are conscious after 30 years of them obviously being conscious? Right, I, that, and that's a real suspension of disbelief thing. It's like the, the level of um, these flashpoint, I mean, it would take a real corporate sort of negligence to not see the volatility going on here. I, I think that obviously you could make the argument that what happens in the park is so, um, you know, visceral or whatever that like there's right. going to be obvious moments of violence and sex and like craziness. But the the amount of different hosts who are now experiencing issues, as the Shannon, as Elise says, it's just like right. this is a virus, basically. Yeah, and that was that that I'm glad you brought that up because that is something I've wondered about when she um, she discovers the reason for the, the woodcutter host. The reason he kind of wandered off was someone had implanted some kind of hardware into him and was using him to upload data out of the park. Right. Which kind of seems like, like, you know, rich people have been coming to Westworld for three decades, doing all kinds of things in there, ostensibly in secret, but really being recorded by hosts and watched by people and it just seems kind of obvious that hackers would be trying to get into this place like round the clock for years like all the time because it's just like a treasure trove of blackmail material yeah yeah and this is what you you had said this in that you had a really great piece that was about like westworld's misunderstanding of shame and this idea that that the our the arc of our sort of sexual desires has like gone from the public to the private that we're moving away from going to like you know, uh, not strip clubs, but also like porn theaters and like the idea of this public adult entertainment to it's increasingly private. It's increasingly online. It's going to probably move into virtual reality altogether. That's where this thing is going. The idea that people would be like, I want to be on camera committing genocide and, and sexual assault <laughs> is in, and paying for that much money. It must be a radically different world that this world is set in and that has come up a lot online like a lot of people were talking about last night about i think emily nussbaum was was pointing this out among others about just like the racial politics of this is like pretty bizarre or at least the lack of discussion about racial politics within the world of the show is pretty bizarre given what they're talking about um so we'll see how that plays out like i don't i i kind of just don't feel like this show is really going to unpack that but maybe i'm wrong if you went to Westworld, like it, would you be fine with just like getting down, knowing that like various people are watching on their iPads 
No, see, this is the thing with this like whole I'm, show is that, like, I also, <laughs> frankly, I, it's, I, and this is nothing about my character, like, I would be much more comfortable with the city slickers version of this. Like, let's just have a cattle drive. Do we don't have yeah. to fucking assault someone? Like, you could just like move the cows from that place to that place, and like have sure. someone be like, "Yeah, woo, you did it. Here's a steak. Have a whiskey." It's like I the idea that like to make it really feel real, it has to be this bacchanal and and like Hieronymus Bosch scene is kind of nuts. <laughs> I think. It, like I'm still enjoying it. Oh, um, me too, for, for sure. Just from this, I do. I do think though, it is it has come time to like flesh out the world a little bit. Like, yeah. for instance, when uh, that one tech gets outed, um, have, taking liberties with decommissioned hosts for like, necrophilia. The, yeah, off hour. Yeah, just like the fact that um, that wouldn't be stated at uh, you know whenever you're brought on yeah. as an employee. Like, hey, this is all on like. They record everything. Well, it's by like the given way. the level Just so of intelligence, yeah, the <laughs> yeah. nitwits that they have cleaning these things, it's really that much of a surprise <laughs> that all these robots are going rogue. So, the the thing that I wanted to talk about, and you mentioned it briefly, but was this conversation between Ford and Dolores, which had echoes of the conversation between the architect and Neo, which kind of still yeah. worth mentioning. One of the coolest things, like I. Th- think I've seen in like a mainstream blockbuster movie as the nine minute speech the architect gives which I did you were you like when you saw that the first time were you like I get it or did you I, I needed to see that like a, multiple times I and that was also early internet really did a good job breaking that down like the I remember like finding some like explanation of what that was um after like relatively soon after it came out and just being like just having my noodle completely cooked by that. I remember being semi-shocked that um, that seemed like the first time that, you know, like a creative, like a movie or, or, or TV kind of nodded towards internet speculation in a real way. Because yeah. there was a lot of, you know, I remember between um, those sequels, there was a lot of online talk about Oh, you know, it's a, it's it could be a matrix within a matrix within a matrix, and et cetera. And then they, you know, the architect really kind of laid that whole thing out. Yeah. Um, that this has been going on for a while. That Neo is part of, a, a, is it like an established like thirty two of that, them? Yeah. Yeah, yeah and um, I so I was I remember being shocked that they did that, and also a little bit disappointed that they kind of that they felt the need to explain it to that level. Yeah. Um, uh, I think the thing, it, like, in vis-a-vis Westworld, it kind of feels like um, it's a mystery in the same way that a crossword is a mystery in that huh. figuring out what's going on is really the meat of what is driving me back to this show. But at the same time, if you just kind of read the words of a crossword, there's not a lot of there there yet. Um, and I think that was, for me, that was kind of like the Ford Dolores yeah, and I, I that that when he says when she asks, "Are we friends?" and he says, "We're quite the opposite," and the, that that right. basically brings to to the forefront like the idea that Dolores is Neo, right? Like Dolores is going to be the one. Dolores is going to be the one that gets sentience, whether it's something that Arnold has programmed himself into her deep deep into her like you know her code, and Arnold is giving her messages. If Arnold is in fact dead, 
you know, this sort of mysterious suicide seems to get like a little bit less plausible every week. And that she is the one who is going to basically free her compatriots. And that in that first timeline, if that's what we're operating from, Dolores is basically going to lead some sort of bloody revolution that they will then stamp out. They go through 30 years and then the man in black comes back. And I kind of feel like given like the way that they're connecting, like a lot of it is going to be related to Dolores. Do you agree with that? I do. I think, um, you know, this is kind of cheating. This is something that you showed me, actually. It was um, Jonathan Nolan has a um, a comment on a Reddit thread. Yeah. Uh, I think the sh- a Shower Thoughts Reddit thread, where uh, the Shower Thought was basically um, the scary thing isn't an AI that passes the Turing test. It's an AI that consciously... Uh, Can fail it. ...fails yeah. the Turing test. And I think that's what we're seeing with Dolores. Like, she... On some level, she understands that um, Ford and the park are watching her very closely, and so she's kind of repressing these, um, this kind of awakening that she has and trying to hide it to some extent. Yeah. Um, that is interesting to me. There's a great, I mean, the, the best thing I saw on, on Reddit this week about the show is just in reference to Cliff and Collins sort of assuming the, the Lawrence, uh, El Loasso, the, the, the sort of bandit role uh, in right. in the one one of the timelines um, in the Jimmy Simpson timeline is that right? Yeah. So in the Jimmy Simpson timeline, Clifton Collins, who later will play the fugitive who Ed Harris is dragging through the desert to right. find Lawrence. the maze. Uh, the you know the, and this this line from Shakespeare from Romeo and Juliet, those violent delights have violent ends, has come up a lot, and you know you could make very it's very obvious what the violent delights are. But in Romeo and Juliet, that is spoken by Friar Lawrence, who gives Romeo and Juliet the poison. So we can kind of see where things are going based on just like, look, this is just this is bad robot, man. Like, this is how these guys do it. They build these stories like you're saying. It's more of a crossword than it is a narrative. Right. That's exactly what I'm saying. I think like. Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. I, I, and um, and I still I still maintain that there's a level, that there's a gear that this show could get to um, by kind of laying the groundwork a little more granularly that could be really, like, super interesting. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. not there yet, but I think it, but it could get there. I think that I, when, when the show first started, I was like, we need, the show needs a Han Solo, it needs a Luke Skywalker, it needs a Jon Snow, it needs a Rob Snow, it needs it, it, a Rob Stark, it needs a, a like some identifiable avatar characters who are going through a quest. And I think that it just took a while, but like Jimmy Simpson's probably going to break bad. It's going to have like a, a tragedy well, that definitely. What, yeah, and right. and that'll be a very interesting transformation to watch. And 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 I think the big thing that you're talking about and the one that like, I guess we could speculate on is what is going to be the zoom out shot? And, and, and is, this, is this on our world? Is this 300 years in the future? Is this uh, underground? Is it you know, on an island? Like, What is the setting that when we do the God's view of what's happening here, everybody's going to be like, oh, now I get it. And, it, and it's going to be crazy because it's like when that happens, what, how much of the outside world are they going to show us? Right. I feel like uh, I've, ch- I've changed my mind so many times about this. I kind of feel like 
it is on Earth, but something bad has happened in the meantime, where there's just like a huge swath of land that you can build a gigantic robot sex park on. And nobody will say anything because, want, because at some point, uh, Ford, when they're looking over the, that gigantic Earth mover, does say something about the neighbors. Like, are they complaining? Blah 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 blah. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah. So I think that you're going like I, I. I think it's on Earth, and I think that it's just kind of like corporations have carved up. Large Can you imagine, like, who of... are the neighbors? Like, the University of Phoenix? Who's next door to Westworld? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, you know, we moved in next to Pariah. We thought it was going to be an episode of Neighborhood on the Ascendancy. <laughs> it kind of seems like an early Westworld, in the Jimmy Simpson timeline, the early, the Logan William timeline, it kind of seems like the hosts could definitely, like, mess you up. Yes. At that time. Yeah. Well, I wonder whether or not that's like also because they say like the farther you go out, the crazier it gets. Right. I wonder if there's some sort of uh, there's like a checks and balances thing that's like not happening because of I, that Dolores is sort of propagating when she arrives somewhere like crazy shit happens. Yeah. But I, I don't I don't know what the explanation is for that. Are we supposed to assume I didn't see scenes from next week cut scenes or anything like is a. Uh, is Logan dead, or is he just captured? I didn't show him at okay. all. Although he has that he has that little bit of a smile as William walks away that you could interpret as, okay, this guy is finally like getting into he's his playing own story. The game. Like, yeah. right, he's playing the game, and and so that's kind of like a lack of fear that these hosts are actually going to kill him. Um, although, I mean, they're definitely like slugging him and strangling him against a, a stagecoach wheel at one point. So. Um, obviously, they've turned down like the danger sliders in the intervening years. Yeah, yeah. And they, and they so one thing that's weird though is has the security guy who's always bantering with Elise, who's the right. the Hemsworth. He says there's they they do have a scene of him saying, "Oh, there's a request for explosives at the jail," and he approves it. Right. So that's he's in the Man in Black timeline. The crazy, the guy who bit, caves his head in, that's also in the Man in Black timeline? The woodcutter. Yeah. That's yes, not in that's, Jimmy Simpson's is, timeline. Right. That is in, that is in the quote-unquote current timeline where we see um, Elsie slash Shannon Woodward, who's Elsie, the tech. sorry. Yeah, who, okay. Right. So Elsie, Hemsworth, Bernard, Borgen Lady, all in quote-unquote current. Timeline, right? And then right. Jimmy Simpson, Logan, Dolores, one. One would assume some version of Ford. Somehow, it, it, all of right. that is in thirty years ago. And then Clifton Collins is in playing two characters in each. And I we haven't seen Maeve in the we have seen Maeve in the first one and in the second one, right? We, uh, we did not see her. Yeah, we haven't seen her in the early timeline i believe oh no she doesn't she um, try to get jimmy simpson and he's like i i i'm i'm i i'm i'm spoken for or doesn't is she that the send early timeline though well jimmy oh, simpson can't uh, be in both right that's right i think you're right okay you're right about that so my my, my over don't, who, no go ahead no no so i think that yeah those are the separations the ones that we don't have that wyatt um Hector and Armistice, who is the kind of like the female outlaw, mm-hmm. those are the those are not in the early 
those are the characters that aren't in the early Jimmy Simpson. Okay, because I thought, but Wyatt has Wyatt been mentioned in both? Wyatt, I do not believe has been mentioned in both. Okay, okay. My, my big like, so I basically want to end this segment by like just sort of stating like, do you have a heat check thing that you want to like say a, like a theory uh, about the show in general or like a prediction for what's coming forward? I think Arnold. I've said this before. I think I think Arnold is either not dead, or he somehow uploaded his his consciousness into like the software code of Westworld, and that's how he's he's able to continuously affect these robots. And I think like if if Dolores is truly like a neo figure, you'd have to ask yourself why Ford hasn't thrown her in the incinerator. And I think right. I think the reason is for some reason um, he can't like right. there's some part of Arnold's code that is integral to operating this park well then you um, get in yeah you get into the that sort is of hardwired into Dolores yeah and you get into the Neo Battlestar kind of everything that's happened will happen again it, the, the revolution is needed to kind of regrow everything I don't really ha- this isn't like a specific theory but I definitely think that the harvester thing that happens in the episode before this one where he pauses time and the, the giant machinery comes through and destroys his tequila vineyard. Um, and just the kind of apocalyptic ideas about this new narrative is that we're g- going to basically like symbolically look at this as Old Testament, New Testament, and that Ford is writing the Book of Revelations. Yeah, I think that that he's trying he's to basically like, bring about the end of the world in a, in a way that is harmonious with his vision, and that that you know he is God and there's not going to be a world without him. Yes, I think he's trying to he's trying to create a religion with himself at the head that can somehow uh, seize control of Westworld from the board and place it back with him. Okay. All right, fun stuff. All right, let's uh, take a quick break, and we'll come back and talk about Black Mirror. Hey, guys, just want to take a quick moment to talk to you about one of our sponsors, Black Tux. Do you have a wedding or a special event coming up, and you need a tux, like, now? Don't panic. The Black Tux designs modern fit and suit tuxedo rentals that deliver straight to your door. And now, the Black Tux will give you a free home try-on so you can see the fit and feel the quality of their suits before your event. The best part? You can do it all online. Head to theblacktux.com to create your look or choose from a complete outfit package. And the prices, they just started $95. You can not beat that. Their suits are designed with fine Italian wool, the highest quality on the rental market. And their expert customer service team is always ready to help, available to answer any of your questions. Your outfit will arrive a full week before your event, and that leaves plenty of time to try it on. And if the fit needs to be dialed in, the Black Tux will fix any problems before your event. When your event's over, just drop the rental back in the mail. Shipping is always free both ways from delivery to return. Visit theblacktux.com slash the watch and experience a new way to rent. Theblacktux.com slash the watch. Hey guys, we're also brought to you by Jack Threads. When was the last time you ordered clothes online and got to try them on before paying for them? Never, right? Well, that's exactly what jackthreads.com does. You can try on anything at home for free and you only pay for what you keep. Whether it's a big name brand or the Jack Threads in-house line, you can be sure that you are 100% in love with the items you ordered before spending a cent. I got a really cool bomber jacket from Jack Threads. Tried it on, was like, okay, this fits okay. I'm gonna keep this one. But if I if it had been too long, too short, not like right in the arms, I could have sent it back. It's just that easy. The bag's right there. The shipping is taken care of. It's so simple. 
You choose anything you want, you try it on at home for free, you'll have seven days to decide if it's working for you, and Jack Threads gives you everything you need to send things back. Packing tape, prepaid shipping label. Go to jackthreads.com and enter the promo code BSPM when you submit your tryout for 20% off anything you keep. That's jackthreads.com, code BSPN, and save 20% off anything you keep. Never buy before you try again. All right, we are back. We're talking about Black Mirror Episode 2. Andy and I are going to talk about these uh, every episode, but I do want to mention, just by popular demand and the fact that um, it's just such like a cool episode, we're going to talk about San Junipero next, so we're going to skip Shut Up and Dance. I think Shut Up and Dance will come later, you know, but... We just wanted to bump up San Diego Paris. So Jason and I are talking about playtest today. If Andy has thoughts on that, he'll share them Thursday. Uh, we'll be talking about the finale of Atlanta on Thursday. But for now, Jason and I will just knock out playtest. And um, this was uh, actually, like, in terms of watching, I- I- watching experience, like my favorite watching experience of the of the mm. of the third season, and among my favorite of the series. I thought it was just the. F- the one that felt very different than all the others to me, um, even though it obviously dealt with a lot of the same themes that Black Mirror always does, like the corrupting nature of technology. Right. You're somebody who plays a lot of video games, though, uh, so I that's am. why I'm really glad we're talking about this. I've read that there are a lot of like that a lot of the sh- the episode itself is shaped by the logic and kind of emotional connection you might have while you're playing a game. Yeah, it's very survival horror. There's um and there's a game that came out for PlayStation like a year and a half ago. I want to call it PI. Um, and it's very similar in that you kind of wander around this very scary house. You look at the, um, the pictures and you look at like this kind of trash that's like strewn around and listen to the radio a little bit. And then scary things like happen. Um, it's very much like that. Uh, I... I like this episode a lot in the in terms of like I think a lot about what would happen if the technology to project video games directly into your brain ever happens. Right. Um, Is that like what that that's like in play? Morally. Right. <laughs> I don't. I don't think it's in play anytime soon. I think there are a lot of like really like interesting moral questions like if about that technology like. Can you override it? Can the person who's in it override it consciously? Is there a safe word? Is because I, you know, it's like obviously extremely dangerous. Yeah, if you start, um, and that's what they get at in playtest. Is that so? I mean, right. you shouldn't listen to this if you haven't seen it. But in the episode, obviously, Wyatt Russell plays a uh, American backpacker going through on like a sort of global country hopping trip running away from some stuff that's happened to him in America and he shows up in London he's kind of running out of money and running out of time meets this girl he needs to make some extra cash because something's up with his bank account and he signs up to be a tester for um, this new game being produced by a like, kind of very cutting edge gaming company called Saito Games right. and it's a it's basically a virtual reality but almost a reality reality horror game that is more or less feeding on your own fears and your own nightmares. Uh, and that that part really, I thought, was rendered incredibly well. And I also really liked, I mean, as, far as much as we talk about video games, there was a lot of dream logic to this without actually yeah. harping on the most boring thing in the world, which is people talking about their dreams. The the way that he was like I'm it, it, like the logic of the of the episode was like the way you would try to wake yourself up 
or tell yourself you're not really falling or you're not really doing this in a dream? Yeah, I think my my own my criticism of it would be that um, like a lot of like Westworld also like a lot of fiction that references games it kind of doesn't get at the reason and the way that people play games in in a, in a way like there's there's a lot more of a of a shared experience when you an interest in creating a shared experience when you play a game and i think with something like the technology from playtest um you almost wonder like why you would create why you the first thing you would do with that is create a horror game right like why, right. why if you're projecting like stuff into a person's brain would is the first thing you think of going to be oh like how can we access their fears and then create something like incredibly scary and you know there are a lot of tech mavens out there who are like i think probably think yeah. that what our concept of technology it's pretty disappointing that we're just like out here disrupting food delivery rather than going to mars for real people with with black mirror with this show and with with westworld they are looking at technology and like well let's just make the scariest or most sexually charged or violent thing inside of us come to life yeah, it's something I've like thought about with um, the development of VR and with playtest, um, in particular, just in the way that, that that technology, if it existed, would work. Is it's like the the thing you would use it for is like interrogations, like just to go like super dark. You'd put that on somebody and like in a at a CAA black site somewhere and be like, where where is the bombs at? Yeah. Like and project, you know, right. you know, like right. project their their family being tortured into their brain and being like, okay, like tell me where, tell me where the stuff is, or we, we kill your kids right here. And right. it's not real, but it's real. Um, I mean, and that's yeah. what really chilled me about playtest. Right, and and uh, and I think that that is actually something that's discussed briefly. I th- in the first episode or two of Westworld, is someone says to Ford, or or I think it's the Borgen woman says I am basically I'm not even interested in your theme park I'm interested in the technology underneath of it right and what it and it's 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 purposes and what it's like other uses could be yeah I mean obviously military industrial complex would be the biggest buyer of that stuff that's the and it's that's the kind of thing that's weird to me about um, both playtest and Westworld is that um, to me what the driving force behind like the expansion of a lot of the technolo- technological advances of the last 20 years the internet social media etc is just people like want to express themselves with other people they want to share things um, they want to do it in private and anonymously but they actually they want to connect with other people and that's the thing that's weird to me about Westworld is that it, there doesn't seem to be any like you go there and then you don't talk about it apparently like yeah. there's a maze but there's that people aren't theorizing in the real world of Westworld what how to solve the maze, you know, like, um, and it's kind of the same thing with playtest. Like, you would create this, um, you create this shared simulation that projects something into someone's brain, but um, you would just do it like super scary. You wouldn't do it in any kind of way that that um, I feel like people would want. Like, what what I don't I'm not sure what the first experience you'd want in a 
simulations projected directly into your brain, but I'm pretty sure it wouldn't be like a haunted house. Yeah, I'd like to <laughs> maybe hit a grand slam down three yeah. in the bottom of the ninth at, at, at for the Phillies in the World Series in Game Seven of the yeah. World Series. Like I, that sounds like a good one. I'd like to dunk. But I want to dunk on LeBron James. I'd much James. rather dunk like, than, than yeah. I want to shoot somebody. A hundred percent. I want to <laughs> take off from the free throw line and just body LeBron James. Yeah. Let me get like an average Gerald Green dunk. I don't, I'm not even greedy. I want a crazy in-game dunk. Can we Westworld that? Can we make Dunk yeah. World? Oh, man. Yeah. I, that was, so, you, you know, you're mentioning it's one of the things that's tough for shows, for, for science fiction to do. And this is actually something that The Matrix for all is as insane as it got over the last two movies of that trilogy. There was an internal logic to The Matrix based on very basic ideas where it was like the machines we thought they were solar powered but then they right. found out another power source and put the babies in the tubes and put the, the you know plugged them in and i keep watching these some of these these sci-fi shows like like westworld and playtest and i'll be like yo but like you're in a top secret tester laboratory you just made this dude sign an nda you just moved his phone six inches away and didn't yeah, notice him standing up. There's no cameras in there to watch him, like, taking pictures of your test kit? Like, that's insane to me. That would not happen. And the same thing with Westworld. It was, like, while all of this revolt is happening and, like, what? We can't figure out why this guy keeps murdering people and pouring milk all over them. Don't you guys have a kill switch? Like, can't you just be, like, go to sleep? And it's just, it's just like, it's just Shannon Woodward with an iPad being like, stop, what are you doing? It seems like there should be like an extra electromagnetic pulse that they should just send out and be like, good night. About playtest, like how much of that, because at the end there, um, there's that, uh, they, they talk about how the whole experiment lasted like less than a second. Yeah, like it right. was just, they put the thing on his head and then that started. So how much of that was, like, actually the program, and how much of it was just like some kind of thing that was flashing through his brain in like well, less she, than a second? But he he definitely so unless it started they he took the pictures before he even played whack a mole. Right. So unless right. there was some <laughs> right. other moment of them putting a button on him, he definitely like he was fine until they they put the the actual like sort of halo on him. And then he started, then his mom called and killed him. Um, I, I thought that, uh, well, I just thought I would say, like, on a, on a television level, um, that Wyatt Russell performance is sneaky awesome. Uh, that's yeah, a dude who's just, like, in, uh, in, in that Richard Linklater movie from earlier. Uh, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, uh, everybody Wants Some. Oh, Everybody Wants Some. It had been called That's What I'm yes. Talking About. And now it's, it was Everybody yeah. Wants Some. He's good in that, and he's just on for a couple minutes. And he's been in some other stuff. Uh, he just, like, Harrison Forded the button there. Like, he is, like, funny and, like, charming. And you kind of are, like, yes, you are the perfect backpacker. You're the totally backpacker dude with, like, all the, like, little bracelets you've picked up across your journey. I don't know. I just thought that was, like, really good casting. And that he does a great job. He probably, like, he's in rooms by himself for that entire show, and you're just like, oh, what an engaging performance. Yeah, he was great. I like, I love the way he kind of modulates his fear when he goes into the simulation. Like, 
he gets progressively more freaked out, but also is kind of like holding it back. Like, oh, it's a spider. Yeah. This is really terrifying, but I'm going to just, I, it's not real, and I'm going to kind of push through this. Right. Now the um, spider has the face of my great. bully. Yeah, that sounds yeah. great. <laughs> Uh, I also love uh, any moment where someone sees a painting of something that they are in, you know, and like, because that happens in horror movies sometimes where it's like, why is, like, it's like in the ring where it's like, look at the picture of the woman with the horses. And it's just, I always love that, that trope of um, like the light is on in the painting now or whatever. Uh, And I also really thought the, the stuff with, um, just like the like the way that they used all the technology that it would that they would be benevolent that the people working for that company would be like we're here to help you we're here to guide you through it just say stop and we'll stop it and then it's like oh no we've lost the signal and it was just <laughs> just great do you have any before before we go I just was curious on a personal level do you yeah. have any like uh, as as like a a road travel dude any like wild um, road trip and or backpacking stories that like fall oh. into like I almost got pulled into a Fight Club kind of thing. Um, yeah, (laughs) the first time, the first time I arrived in, uh, in Santa Cruz, California, like after college, I Uh ended up like at this, uh, I ended up at like this party where it, they, all the food was just like laced with weed. Okay. And classic Santa Cruz. And it was just like, a, I, we ended up like hitchhiking down to a concert and it was just like the strangest six hours of my life where like uh, we get into this car with this guy and he would just kind of like turn around and you're already feeling like totally weird and he'd turn around and just say stuff that's like very weird serial killery. Like, <laughs> do you guys, do you guys see the, the constellations today? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> And then he'd turn back around and you got to ride from the Yellow King. (laughs) Yo, he was, and then he would. It was just like crazy, you know. Like, you guys like reggae? You ever listen to reggae? Did he just drop you off of the concert? Like, no problem. He dropped us. That was it. He dropped us off, and it was. But it was like definitely. What was the concert? It was a reggae concert. Oh, okay. So (laughs) reggae is a totally normal question. Yeah, but it was the way. Like he was like, "Do you ever?" It was like deep, weird reggae questions like do you listen to uh, Roots Reggae from pre-1972 and then he'd just kind of like fix you with this glare and then turn back and drive and then come back at you with something like totally bizarre okay you know that that's creepy that's the closest I felt to where I was going to be being in playtest like I uh I had an interesting experience in high school um that I, I'm not really sure what drug I did um, still, you know, but I did wind up in like my friends and I were all like, OK, now it's time to leave. I think we were like it was one of those classic like you're at somebody's house in high school and uh, you're watching Faces of Death, you know, <laughs> like whatever. Yeah. And then you just like are like, OK, let's go out. Like, I don't even know what we were doing. And something happened. And I wound up uh, I wound up in someone's car that like was none of our cars. Like, I don't even really even remember what happened, but that was, like, the weirdest thing that's ever happened in that regard. I probably just incriminated myself for uh, theft. So, uh, <laughs> all my European trips are really, like, just benign, kind of, like, you know, they're way more Romanian New Wave than they are horror. Like, they're just, like, do you right. want to no, ho- no hostile, like, 
Hostel yeah. Part Three. I'll trade you like a, a full, like a whole chicken for that pack of cigarettes, kind of thing. <laughs> um, so yeah. Uh, anyway, Jason, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we'll have you back Thanks. on next week to kind of continue to unpack Westworld. Andy and I will be back on Thursday talking Atlanta. Until then, great job, Branskis. Thanks again to our sponsor, American Express. Hey, American Express card members, you do not want to miss this. Now, through December 31st, there is a big reason for you to shop small at local stores in your neighborhood. Learn more and enroll your eligible card today at AmericanExpress.com slash shop small offer. That's AmericanExpress.com slash shop small offer. Terms apply.